Welcome to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. If you're on a mission to be more frugal with both your time and money, you're in the right place. In this podcast, we talk about topics that help enhance living a frugal lifestyle. The goal is to save time and money where we can so that we can use the rest on what matters most to us. We talk a lot about both time and money management so that we can waste as little as possible on both. We do this while also embracing a progress over perfection mindset. If that sounds good to you, then please stick around for the latest episode right after a few quick words from our sponsor. Hi everyone, welcome back to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. So just a quick update before we get into today's topic. Um, I think I shared maybe a while back I don't remember if I shared it on here. I think I did. I definitely did in my listener group um, that I had opened up an Etsy shop. It was something that I wanted to do for a really long time. Um, I'm glad I tried it, but I just wound up closing it (laughs) because um, it just wasn't for me. Um, Well, first of all, what I wanted to do was create spreadsheets to sell on there for like really inexpensive, um, just like different budgeting spreadsheets and some other like um, like tracking your reading and I don't know, just like different kinds of financial and time management type spreadsheets. So I kind of knew all along before I started it that there was a lot of people on there already doing the exact same thing, but there was even more than I had imagined. And every idea that I would think of, so many people already had it, had what I was trying to do. And I really found that I, um, was not really, super excited about creating like pretty looking spreadsheets. I create spreadsheets all the time in my work, in my personal life, um, whatever, for many different reasons. And I love doing it, but I do it for functionality, not for prettiness. And you kind of really need like a really nice looking, functional, easy to use spreadsheet that people are going to want to buy. And then there's advertising to get your name up at the top because there's so many sellers and all that. And I did sell a few things on there, but I just was never motivated to keep going, to keep creating more spreadsheets, to build the store. Um, I did some principles, um, but it takes a lot of time to create those things. And then you have to create images of them for your listings. And I would just keep checking the store and like a pretty long time went by that I hadn't sold anything. I think I sold something maybe a little bit before Christmas, but then that was kind of it. And every day I would check the store and like nothing would sell, nothing would sell. And I wasn't working on it. I wasn't building it. I wasn't adding things. I didn't want to. And finally, I decided to close it. And I don't know if it might still be up right now because it said like it takes, I don't know, it takes a little time for them to like fully shut it down. But um, I am so happy that I closed it because I'm happy that I tried it because I feel like if I didn't try it, I always would have felt like I should have tried it because it was something that I always kind of wanted to do. Um, But now that I tried it and I see it's not for me, I'm just so happy that I shut it down because it was really making me feel bad checking it every single day and never selling anything and knowing I should be working on it if I really want it to work. And it just wasn't a huge priority for me, even though I kind of thought that it was at one time. Um, you know, I work a full-time job. I have a family. I have this podcast and this, the podcast, while it might not seem like it, it does take a pretty good amount of time to keep it going, to record the episodes, to do my little images and things like that. And then putting the Etsy shop on top of that was just kind of making me feel a little bit of pressure. Like I should be taking more time to work on that. But like I said, I didn't love it. 
So um, anyway, just sharing that. I'm really happy that I did actually wind up giving it up, but I am glad that I tried it so that at least I know, you know, that it just wasn't for me. Um, and then something I'm loving lately is my new jewelry box. I think I might have mentioned it before in one of my other episodes. I forget. Um, but I got a new jewelry box for Christmas and I really, really love it. It was from Kohl's and it's like, it's kind of like on a, it's hard to explain. It's, it's big. It's really big. It's got like a full length mirror and it's kind of on like a stand and it opens up and it has a place to put like all your earrings and to hang necklaces and things like that. And I really needed a new jewelry box. Like mine was really bad, really, really um, in bad shape. The doors were like half falling off and um, the, uh, the, the jewelry was kind of like all kind of piled together. I couldn't see what I had and I'm really excited about the new one. Um, so I've been kind of going through everything and getting it laid out in there nicely. And it was something that I really, really needed and was really happy to get for Christmas. So anyway, let's get into today's topic. So today we're talking about decluttering. So decluttering is simply the process of removing unnecessary items from your living space. When we remove things that we are we don't need or aren't useful to us, it creates a simplified space for us to live in. And it can really help you create a more organized and peaceful environment, which can lead to a more relaxed lifestyle. When you declutter, you remove items that you don't really need in your life, which can kind of help you focus on the things that matter most to you. And it can also help you save time and money by reducing the amount of time you spend cleaning and organizing your space and by making it easier for you to be able to find the things that you do actually need and use. One of the most significant benefits of decluttering is that it can really help you reduce stress and anxiety because a cluttered living space can make you feel overwhelmed and anxious while a clean and organized living space really helps you feel more relaxed. But decluttering is not that simple. Um, it's not that it's it's difficult. It's just that there can be some challenges associated with it. But if we just take a little bit of effort um, and just kind of think about those things, we can usually get right past them and keep our homes um, decluttered and more simplified. So decluttering can definitely kind of sometimes feel overwhelming, especially if we've let ourselves accumulate more than we really want to manage in our households. But as we all know, certain times of life can get busy and we put things like decluttering aside. So it can kind of cause us to kind of build up a little bit more than we would have normally done if we were in like a busy season or whatever situation was happening. And even if we are doing a pretty good job with keeping things scaled down, sometimes something like a holiday where we might receive new things that don't have a place in our home yet can kind of set us back a little bit. So that was actually what kind of created the thought to do this um, episode two was because I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with some new things that we got for Christmas that don't really have a home yet. And they're just kind of sitting in my family room and I don't know what to do with them. So sometimes things like that can happen too, where, you know, maybe we're kind of on a regular nice groove with our decluttering, but then we suddenly get some new things and we're not really sure how to deal with them. So 
um, you know, that's why it's important. That's why it's important to keep up with decluttering if we can on a regular basis. But sometimes what happens is if we do fall behind, we can kind of start to think about decluttering as this big project that we just don't have the time for. We might think maybe we should wait until we have this big chunk of time to devote to decluttering. And as you know, this may take a really long time to happen if it ever happens. So instead, we can focus on finding little bits of time and declutter as we live our lives. So just like with many things we talk about, something is better than nothing. It's going to make a big impact in your life to do a little bit of decluttering during the regular course of your life rather than try to wait until you have time to empty and sort through an entire closet. So sometimes it's hard to just get started. You don't want to let perfectionism hold you back from getting started. When you feel like you have to do a complete decluttering of your home, it can feel overwhelming, which will cause many of us to want to procrastinate and wait for that perfect time. So try to think of decluttering as part of your regular housework and not a big project that you have to take on or complete. You can easily do little things to declutter without turning it into a huge task. If you find yourself sorting through things that you don't use um, while you're like doing your regular just living your life, grab a bag and donate those items or throw them out if they're not going to be something that someone else is going to want either. If they're broken or, you know, they're just not useful anymore or they're outdated. If you notice certain clothes never leave your drawers, maybe it's time for them to go too. Don't discount making little bits of progress. If you grab a pair of jeans and donate it, even though it was just one pair of jeans, that still made progress towards decluttering some of your clothes. So just remind yourself, if you declutter one drawer in the kitchen, you made progress. If you get rid of one pair of jeans, you made progress. If you get rid of some duplicate um, mixing spoons that you don't need, you made progress. So don't focus on the big picture. Just focus on those small decluttering projects over the course of time, and they're going to have a really big impact. So unless you never buy anything new at all, we all have to spend some time decluttering regardless. Like you're going to accumulate too many things over time. Unless you're someone that really just never buys anything, we generally all wind up buying some things and we wind up needing to declutter um, to make room for the new things that we purchase. So, you know, if you feel like you have too much to declutter, maybe just kind of make a list of the rooms you'd like to make progress in. And then from there, you can add another more detailed list to kind of break down the things that you would like to um, to dig into, starting with the smallest possible tasks, just little things that you can do to make progress. Because if you do have, if you do feel like you have a lot of decluttering to do, kind of just getting it down on a list and then identifying smaller tasks within each room can give you little things to work on over the course of time. Like say, declutter some items from one drawer or go through mugs and get rid of any with cracks or stains. Um, the smaller you can kind of um, get specific, the smaller tasks you can get written down, the easier it will be to just kind of take little bits of time here or there to make some progress when you have time. And again, don't don't focus on that big list. You can make the list, but then focus on those small little tasks. If you don't feel like you have too much decluttering to do but would just like to improve your habits, maybe just try to start being more mindful of keeping your eyes open to recognize areas that need a little bit of work. And then you can just kind of do those while you're living your normal life or doing your normal cleaning routines. But there are some challenges to decluttering other than even just getting yourself started on it and making it part of your daily life. One decluttering challenge that's very common is assigning a monetary value to certain items. 
when we start assigning a monetary value, it can really cause us to hang on to something just because you know how much I paid for that. But regardless of how much you paid for something, if you're not using it or you don't love it, the cost of the item is really irrelevant. So depending on the item, it is possible that you might be able to recoup some of the cost by selling it. But there's not that many things that retain their value and what we think something might be worth is often overinflated. So if you really feel like something has a significant value and you know you will take action to list that item for sale right away, then go ahead and sell it. But often it's better to just donate the item and move on. The money's already gone. If you don't love it and you don't use it, there's really no reason to keep it because of how much you paid for it. And the longer it sits in your house, the longer you're going to feel bad about the money you spent on it. So try to just get rid of it and move on. Another um, common decluttering challenge is focusing on stuff that isn't yours. When you're decluttering your home, it's really important to focus on your own things rather than items that belong to others. It can be easy to get hung up on things that belong to others, but try to keep focused on things you can control. Everyone has different priorities and sentimental attachments to their possessions. So by focusing on your own things, you can make decisions that align with your values and goals. And that can really help you create a living space that's more functional and organized and conducive to your well-being. Another common decluttering challenge. What if I need this in the future? How many times have you said that when you've been going through things, trying to decide if you want to get rid of something? When you have one of those, what if I end up needing this types of items, try to take some time to consider. How long have I had this without ever needing it? What is the likelihood that I will actually need it? And what would the cost to repurchase this item be if I needed something similar in the future? Sometimes we keep things we might need one day, but we can't keep everything that we might need one day because then we will end up with too much stuff. Pretty much everything in your house, you could probably think, what if I need this one day? So really kind of consider those questions. And if it's something that you know, you're not really thinking that the answer is yes to most of those, then um, you know that you're definitely gonna need it. You, you've kind of had it for a really long time without ever using it probably you can take a chance and get rid of it. Ask yourself if you would go out and buy that item right now if you didn't already own it. If it's not something you'd be willing to go out and repurchase, if it was something that's available still today, then it's probably not something you really value and something that you really necessarily need. Another decluttering challenge is being overambitious. Decluttering your home can be a daunting task and it's really important to avoid being overly ambitious when taking on this type of project. You really want to focus on breaking tasks down into smaller pieces and not pushing yourself too hard because that can really lead to burnout. Decluttering can wind up being time consuming, so it's really important to set realistic goals and expectations if you are going to take on a larger decluttering project other than just trying to add it into your normal course of life. Um, obviously, trying to declutter your home in a few days is not usually feasible, and it's better to really break those tasks down into smaller, more manageable pieces because if you become overly ambitious when decluttering, it can lead to decision fatigue, and when you're faced with too many decisions, it can be really difficult to make good choices. In that case, you might wind up leaning towards keeping items that you don't really need or want, or you might wind up just getting frustrated and tossing things that you really would have rather kept. So by taking your time and being realistic about what you can accomplish, you'll be able to declutter your home in a way that is sustainable and effective and you can kind of maintain that over the course of time. 
And then I just have some kind of other random tips that don't really fall into any of those specific decluttering challenges, but just some things to think about while you're decluttering or organizing your home. Even like I said, um, just during your everyday living, it does not have to be a big decluttering project unless that's something that you really want to take on. But one thing that's really important is really make sure you have a home for everything you intend to keep. It's easy for your home to get cluttery feeling even if you don't have too much stuff when you when you have things that don't have a home to return to. You want it to be an easy place to put the item back to. Um, you don't wanna have to climb on a ladder to put something away that you use on a regular basis. So you wanna try to prioritize ease of access for things that you use most often so that it's easy to get them out and then put them back away. And really try not to keep things that you don't use even if they were a gift. Keeping things that you don't use and don't expect to ever really use makes you feel guilty every time you see them. So just donate them and let them use, let someone else use them, even if it was a gift. People don't give you a gift so that you'll feel bad about looking at something you're never using. I'm sure most people would be much happier if you just donated an item rather than feeling guilt over seeing something that you're never using and that you think you probably never will use. And you always wanna to try to keep a place to put items to donate. Sometimes we can procrastinate on decluttering an item that we want to donate, but because we don't really have a place to put it, we just kind of wait on it. So depending on the size of the item, I often just like to grab a garbage bag and just write um, goodwill or donate on the bag and then just put, put the stuff in the bag. And I have a little spot in my basement that I know is where I put items to donate. So just having like a place to kind of put donate items that you can just go kind of stick something there can kind of make it a little bit easier to get rid of things as you're just go kind of going through your day. If you do have a more of a bit of decluttering um, that you want to get done, you can also try doing decluttering on a timer. Um, if you have maybe like 15 minutes, 30 minutes um, that you want to just kind of pick a spot to improve on, you'd really be surprised on the impact that you can make um, with just a little bit of time, you know, just kind of setting a timer and decluttering a specific area. As far as clothes go, um, kind of like I mentioned before, it's really it really makes it easy to declutter clothes if you just do it as you go. If you if you put something on that you don't love, put it aside to declutter. Don't stick it back in the drawer. If you don't love it now, you're probably going to be very unlikely to love it later. So rather than put something on and kind of stick it back where it was, maybe just set that aside to donate. Um, when you pack away seasonal clothes, if, if you do pack away seasonal clothes, consider decluttering some of those items while you're transitioning seasons. It's really a great time to look at what clothes or shoes you rarely used the previous season. Um, for many of those items, that's going to be a pretty good indication that you're probably not going to wear them in future seasons. So that's a great time to get rid of some things. And same for seasonal decor. Um, instead of putting things back into a box that you don't want to use this year, consider if you're ever gonna want to use them. If not, consider donating them or getting rid of them if, you know, depending on the condition of the item. So that's it for my decluttering tips today. I hope some of these were useful or motivating to you. Um, I thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next week. So thank you for checking in for this podcast episode. And don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. And you can find a blog post for 
most of my episodes and definitely all of my meal plan episodes at lolasfrugallife.com. You can also join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so I could see you're listening. Also, if you can please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, those ratings and reviews are what help the show come up better in search results so that other people can find this podcast, so that will really help me in growing my audience. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day.